Hello, Kryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Blockchain John, with my co-host, Jake Jabrelli and Crypto Lissa. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Lissa, how has uh, how has the last 24 hours been since I last spoke with you on your official podcast yesterday? How's it been going? It's been good. Perfect. That's always good. Y'all ready for the holidays? Me? Yes, of course, but not really. I mean, I'm over wrapping. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, wrapping. <laughs> yeah, that's where that's where all, all the time is taken, right? Is wrapping. Yeesh. Yep. Talk, talk about wrapping. I still haven't even done that. Ilt. All right. How about you, Jake? Um, I'm I'm grateful that I finally got my farm fully up and running with the latest what I'm doing and discovered some new algorithmic traits. So I'm grateful. Uh, all my wrapping a week no two weeks ago nice so there was going to be a problem with shipping for gifts this this holiday season so i ordered everything early and of course something still showed up late but that's because shipping right if you want to get stuff get it in november uh, <laughs> wrap it in december early but uh if you appreciate this content it is for entertainment purposes only and any comments made by us the host or any guests we may have in the show is not financial advice Perfect. All right, Kryptonauts, let's get started with your top 10 daily stats provided by CoinGecko.com. Starting off with Bitcoin, settling at $48,640.39 with a 7-day loss of 0.4% and a market cap of $919.7 billion. Uh, Second place, we have Ethereum, settling at $3,981.48 with a 7-day loss of 0.8% and a market cap of $473.3 billion. Number three, Binance Coin settling at $536.22 with a seven-day loss of 0.6% and a market cap of $90 billion. And Tether, of course, settling at $1.01. What? With a seven-day gain of 0.6% and a market cap of $77 billion. Number five, Solana settling at $181.51 with a seven-day gain of 1.8%. And a market cap of $55 billion. And number six, XRP, settling at $1 with a seven-day gain of gobs and gobs and gobs of 21%. And a market cap of 47, yeah. And a market cap of $47 billion. Number seven, Cardano, settling at $1.34 with a seven-day gain of 2.5% and a market cap of $43 billion. Number eight, USD coin, settling at $1.00 with a seven-day gain of 0.5% and a market cap of $42 billion. Number nine, Terra, settling at $87.62 with a, oh my, OMG, this is insane. Seven-day gain of 42.3%. What? (sighs) What just happened? (laughs) Terra broke broke the top. That's insane. Market cap of $32 billion. Number 10, Polkadot. Settling at $28.25 with a seven-day gain of 3.7% and a market cap of $30 billion. That there, Cryptonauts, is your top 10 daily stats. The next five, what? Yep. Avalanche, Doge, Shiba, Poly, and Binance. Polkadot's making a comeback ever so slightly, but Terra's just, as no pun intended, tearing up the market. Jeez, 42%, and that's insane. Wow. You can see, if you're watching... On YouTube, you can see that curve. It's just a constant pressure straight up. Whoop. Up, 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 up. 
Yep. And it's interesting to see Polkadot do kind of the same thing. It did a reversal from a week ago. So. Yep, yep, yep. Lots of stuff for making making um, turnaround, even though Bitcoin and Ethereum have, have turned down slightly. It's interesting to see Bitcoin in general with its 38.2% uh, market dominance, still under 40%, been under 40% for a while. It has, Ethereum yeah. fell back again, too, as well, back under 20%. So then, what what is it? Is it just like um, alt altcoins that's taking the it dominance? It seems like it's just a, the whole market, which is down almost one percent right now, uh, but it's funny because it's up to two point four trillion, whereas for a quite like almost two and a half weeks there, we were at two point three, two point two. So it's definitely altcoins. I know Hedera was up a lot. Um, mm. Helium is also up a lot. These are ones that are not you know super close to the top ten. But they're moving. All right. Market Polygon cap. is up yeah. 26%. Yep. Um, Where's Polygon at? There it Osmos is. is up 25%. Near is up 30%. Dare is up 27%. Um, another one. Helium's up 30%. Wow. So um, Ave is up 25%. There's quite a few um, that are much further down the line that are up quite a bit. So. Yep. Wow. Spell token, 76%. Wow. All right, let's go back up to the top here, and of course, like you said, market dominant or the uh, total market cap is at two point four one trillion dollars, down by 07 percent. And oh yeah, your candies go up to the right corner here on Coin Gecko. Click that little candy jar there. Collect your daily candies, like I've already did earlier today, and you can get yourself some awesome rewards, like some free NFTs. Who doesn't like free NFTs? Um, they're actually having <laughs> one, I believe. No. This is a uh, candy contest. You can get yourself a treasure model uh, Model T. I was going to say Model X. <laughs> model T. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, Jake, go ahead. Well, we appreciate you watching our content or listening to our content. If you appreciate our content the way we appreciate you, we'd appreciate a like if you're on YouTube. And subscribe if you want to keep continue following us. Uh, you can hit the notification pardon me notification bell because we post every wednesday and sunday today is wednesday so we're posting <laughs> and that would be on youtube of course on anchor anywhere else you get your podcasts uh, you can check us out on discord there's always a lot going on discord there's plenty of different coins and tokens to talk about and always if you just want to talk about crypto in general we're happy to discuss that with you we're also having market we have a market in which we're selling our own tokens for participation it's really kind of an interesting concept if you want to check it out you can do work and you can visit daily and get your tokens if you want to uh join that actually if you'd like to support us in a different way you can support us on patreon we have three three dollars five dollars and ten dollars per month uh subscription plans you will be getting additional content like uh special tokens um the uh amas as well as additional interview information from beyond just the what we release on our podcast and then uh, if you don't, pardon me, you don't want to participate with that, you can always donate in Bitcoin, Ethereum, Binance, BAT, or Raven. All this information is in the description below. Below, below, below. All right. One more thing. Uh, since Crypto, Cryptolissa has partnered up with us, there is a new channel there in Discord in our server 
that is uh, for, for women in crypto. So if you are a woman in crypto, that's probably the place you want to hang out and chit chat with Cryptolissa. She also has her own channel, her own server as well, uh, crypto, uh, women in crypto. All right, let's get started with your news provided by Decrypt.co. First news written by Jason Nelson, Ice-T helps Nifty launch NFT marketplace in U.S. Are you an American dreaming of an iced tea Christmas? Sorry, but you'll have to settle for rain and snow until J- January 4th. That's when an NFT marketplace... Uh, no, actually, what is it? Yeah, it is Nifty. Yeah, Nifty, which is opening its virtual doors in the U.S. It's dropping 10,000 non-fungible tokens in the likeness of OG rapper, producer, and film star. The brainchild and of co-founder Bruno, Bruno Burr and Emil uh, Stern, Sterndorf? Nifty launched in beta... <laughs> yeah, Sterndorf. Yeah, Nifty launched in beta in October for customers outside <clears throat> outside the United States and uses Polygon, a protocol building <clears throat> and connecting Ethereum-compatible blockchains. Excuse me. The marketplace previously dropped an ISD collection to users outside the U.S. in November. Like that drop, the new release was also created by the New York City-based digital artist Tommy the Animator. The release memorializes three pivotal moments from the rapper-slash-actor's career. Nifty co-founder Bruno Ver told Decrypt the release of the OG original Gangster album in 1991, the release of the film New Jack City in 1991, and Ice-T's addition to the Law & Order SVU cast in 2000. Ice-T's 1992 album Body Count was nationally controversial for, pro- for the protest song Cop Killer, which was written for the point of view of a character fed up with police brutality. The rapper turned actor went on to enjoy a career in film and television, Television later starring as NYPD detective uh, Odafin Odafin to 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 I don't even have to how do you say that to 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 Tutuola Tutuola in the Law and Order franchise. Nifty will leverage Ice T launch to join a growing list of NFT marketplaces using proof of stake blockchains, which uses less energy than Ethereum. Earlier this month, Rarible announced plans to add support for Tezos NFTs. Recent, recently, Magic Eden, a popular Solana NFT marketplace, partnered with Exodus to pr- provide an in-app marketplace inside Exodus mo- mobile wallet. Perfect. I think, uh, let's see. I'll read, I'll read the rest of it. Yeah, for as for Polygon, it uses proof-of-stake sidechains to lower its energy expenditure and transactions cost. Layer 2 solutions like Polygon refers to a secondary protocol built on top of the existing blockchain, in this case, Ethereum, which has high gas fees and minting costs. Ver said that Nifty will also include a fiat on-ramp to allow collectors to purchase NFTs with a credit card or a debit card. Quote, we want to democratize the blockchain and specifically NFTs, he said. If we just keep accepting only crypto, we will continue to speak among ourselves. If we dream of mainstream adoption, we need to roll out the red carpet, bring bring the confetti, and allow people to swipe, tap, type, or whatever they prefer to purchase their favorite NFT. Well said. Get on the bandwagon. Yep. Make sure you get those NFTs. Yep. Actually, I think it's Niftiffy. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, so it's not Nifty, right? Nif- yeah. Niftiffy. <laughs> Niftiffy, yeah, okay. Niftiffy. There is, there is it's a, there is, there is a Nifty exchange, right? A Nifty marketplace. This is Niftiffy. I'm, I'm sure that they yeah. had to make something different so they could be distinct. But Niftiffy, uh, or Nift, uh, if I Niftify, Niftify. Ah, mm-hmm. like N- NFT. Yeah, okay. Got it. Got it. All those funny mispronunciations in English, right? Mm. 
Anyways, continuing on with Stacey Elliott's article, Decrypt's founder of the year, Sam Bankman-Fried. Uh-oh. Where's that at? Next article. Uh... Did that not show up? Weird. It disappeared. Uh, when I did the refresh, it's no longer in the list. Yeah. But it was... I mean, let me see if it, re if it refreshes and disappears. Oh, still there. I yeah. don't have that. It's not it in the all news section. It's not there. Oh, where do you go? If you if you go back to the top stories and just go to decrypt.co, you'll see it as the top article. You see it now? Oh, okay. Go ahead. We it would have been the first one, but it doesn't matter. <clears throat> Scanning headlines might lead you to believe it was sponsorship and marketing deals that made 2021 a huge year for derivatives exchange FTX and CEO, its CEO Sam Bankman-Fried. And to be fair, there were a lot of deals. NBA Golden State Warriors and Miami Heat, Shady's AMG Petronas F1 team and the International Cricket Council, Major League Baseball, Esports Squad TSM, and the Riot Games League of Legends Champion Series all now sponsored by or partnered up with FTX. Individual stars like Los Angeles Lakers, Angels pitcher, pardon me, Los Angeles Angels pitcher, <laughs> Sohail uh, Otani, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady, and Golden State Warriors point guard Steph Curry have all become investors and ambassadors for the company. There's even a Super Bowl ad on the way. The goal of all these deals, bank Bankman-Fried has said was to build FTX's name recognition. Not that it's a really good name because FTX is pretty hard to say, but he sees them as mere groundwork for bigger things to come in 2022. I think it's a little bit surprising exactly how much focus there was on the sponsorships, Bankman-Fried told uh, Decrypt by phone. Where we're really excited, he said, is the regulatory process F FTX made this year and where he thinks those efforts could end up. But that doesn't mean that where they are, that's where they are today. Where FTX is today, the global exchange and its US subsidiary is a $32 billion valuation as of early December. The wonky exchange has become a derivatives behemoth that's second only to Binance and early FTX investor that Bank of Freed bought, in, bought out in July. As of December 20, not that long ago, two days ago, FTX had 7.5 billion in open interest contracts compared to Binance's 10.4 billion, according to CoinGecko. The company's massive growth is thanks chiefly to its 29-year-old founder, making him Decrypt's pick for the crypto founder of the year. Making uh, Sam Bankman-Fried grew up in San Francisco's Bay Area. He moved to the East Coast to study physics at Massachusetts Institute of Technology, otherwise known as MIT, and eventually took a job at Quant Trading. Uh, firm Jane Street in New York in 2014. For three years there, he left for a short stint as a director of development at the Center for Effective Altruism. He is still very much an effective altruist, believing in using evidence and research to find the most impactful way to help others. But the gig at the nonprofit wasn't a good fit. Around the same time, Bank Fried founded crypto trading firm Alameda Research in, 2019, in late 2017. Two years later, he was ready to launch another crypto venture, Derivatives Exchange FTX. The company was operating out of Hong Kong until September when FTX and Bankman Fried packed it up and moved the 
Bitcoin-friendly Bahamas. Before he became a full-on crypto celebrity known only by an acronym, he first ende endeared himself to the crypto community in 2020 when he saved SushiSwap after the centralized exchange founder, a developer known only as Chef Nami, cashed out $14 million for the Sushi tokens and caused a price crash, a move that was widely considered a rug pull, he transferred control of the project to Bankman-Fried. And not only the two knew each other, Bankman-Fried has, has been openly critical of the way Chef Nami was running the project, but he also saw that it would fail without an intervention and did what he, in his own words, had become notorious for, taking on a new, somewhat sizable, random project. So just so you know, this is a really, really long article. And I'm not going to go through all of it. Um, <laughs> says the founding, uh, Bankman Free has grown FTX into a derivatives exchange that easily clears 10 billion in volume per day, according to CoinGecko. And he's still got his sights on how much and how he can maneuver the company into new lines of business and new regions. His next bitch project, setting up derivatives business in the U.S. To do that, he has to spend a lot of time planning how to deal with the thorny regulatory climate in the States. In any case, yeah. Um, without going in, like I said, it's a very long article. If you want to read yourself, be my guest. Um, it's basically praising Baker Freed, and I don't think they're wrong. He's definitely making huge strides, setting himself up to be one of the big players in the crypto ex um, exchange industry. FTX, check it out. Yeah, we've definitely talked about them a lot, really, lately. So yeah. All right. Next news. Written by Jeff John Roberts. Andreessen blocks Jack. Jack unfollows Winklevoss. Bitcoin versus Web3 feud continues. Bum, bum, bum. All right. There they go again. On the heels of a delicious Twitter spat involving prominent crypto personalities such as Elon Musk, the person who started the fight, of course. Twitter founder and Square CEO Jack Dorsey renewed hostilities with a new tweet mocking Web3. If you missed the earlier bro... Bro, bro, brouhaha. Bru bru it involves Dorsey and his supporters, including Musk, claiming that Web3 is not a decentralized dream like its evangelist claims, but it is instead a hustle controlled by venture capitalists. One of those evangelists is Mark Andreessen, co founder of the VC firm Andreessen Horowitz, which is the biggest investor in Web3 and its loudest advocate. Mark Andreessen, apparently none too pleased with Dorsey's view of crypto's futures, took the step of blocking him on Twitter, a move that bars Dorsey from easily seeing Andreessen's tweets or communicating with him on the platform. That's why you make ghost accounts, right? Uh, or alt, alt yep. accounts. <laughs> Dorsey did not appear uh, uh, chast, chast, chastin? chastin, however, uh, and used Andreessen's decision to get in a uh, to get in a further dig at Web3. Dorsey wasn't done. He took extra few characters to share his misgivings with Andreessen's mission. There's a couple of tweets back and forth. It must have come as a slap to the face to Dorsey in 2011. Andreessen Horowitz reportedly bought $80 million worth of Twitter stocks in secondary markets. Then again, Andreessen himself was likely uh, picketed, 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 peaked, 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 peaked by an earlier tweet which uh, in which Dorsey doubled down on his position that Web3 is an empty promise. He shared a cartoon that shows venture capitalists gobbling all of its uh, resources and leaving ordinary investors with just a trickle. 
Gob, gob, gob. Mm. That's an interesting image. Dorsey also appears to have responded to Andreessen, blocking him with a rash of related unfollows, unfollows according to Big Tech Alert, an account that Twitter uh, that Twitters the activities of tech executives. Dorsey has unfollowed Andreessen and other prominent crypto personalities, including Gemini co-founder Tyler Winklevoss and Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong. The act of unfollowing someone on Twitter is not as severe as blocking them, but in this context, Dorsey appears to be serving a deliberate diss at Andreessen Horowitz. And its allies. Yeah. And it continues on back and forth. Let's scroll on down. Yeah, it, oh, just, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. Being childish. Stop it, you guys. It's kind of like slapping each other around. All right. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. All right, next one. Jeff Benson writes, Uniswap comes to Polygon sending Matic to record high, and now we know why it's going so high, mm. <clears throat> if you hadn't already noticed on the market. The promise of decentralized finance blockchain-based tools for lending, borrowing, and trading has been that it would open up savings and investment to people locked out of the financial system. But trying to tell someone making their first trade on decentralized exchange DEX Uniswap, where the fees tap into the Ethereum network and run past $100 per transaction, Uniswap and Layer 2 Blockchain Polygon wants to alleviate that pain. They announced today that Uniswap is available on Polygon, which was built to take on some, take off some of the strain of the Ethereum network. Uniswap is governed by holders in its Uni token, predominantly composed of exchange users. Last week, they voted overwhelmingly to deploy smart contracts from the, ver the V3 version of the protocol onto Polygon. The deployment was finalized today. Here's that tweet. With this deployment, Uniswap, as the flagship Ethereum project, returns back to the original promise and again offers low fees and open access to everyone, wrote Polygon founder Ma uh, Mah Mahalo Bailik. Uh, I, I even tried to I, I'm so bad. I'm so bad. I apologize to the person whose name I butchered in an announcement today. Polygon has been doing the heavy lifting to bring transaction fees down. The protocol sits atop Ethereum, but can connect to other blockchains as part of the multi-chain system. Beyond interoperability, its design promotes scalability by routing Ethereum transactions through side chains. Essentially, it's like relieving the pressure on a dam by carving a river off to the side. That comes with a reduced transaction cost, a big bonus for users of Uniswap, where all buy and sell transactions are made on the blockchain. The appeal of decentralized exchanges is that you don't have to trust the intermediaries so like, like Coinbase or Binance to take custody of the assets and facilitate trades. The downside is you're on the hook for network transaction fees, according to BitInfo Bit charts. The average transaction fee on Ethereum hasn't gone below $20 since early October. And I do remember it when it's less than that because I made a lot of trades at that time. The deployment has been good for holder, new, new good news for holders of Matic, Polygon's own token, which can be used to place votes on government issues as well as pay transaction fees. The price has risen 35% in the last week to and nearly 14% in the past day, setting a record high of $2.66 in the process. Woo, only $2.66. Oh, oh, that hurts. Ow, ow, ow. Not compared to 125 bucks. For one transaction, yeah, it's it's welcome. Yep, Polygon is two sixty eight. All right, right. 
All right, next news. You're right, though. Transaction fees. Love it on Matic, man. Amazing. Next news, written by Andrew Hayward. Donald Trump calls crypto dangerous, even as Melania launches NFT. Hmm. <laughs> Sounds like they don't talk very much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Former United States President Donald Trump renewed his criticism of cryptocurrency in an interview on Fox Business this week, calling it a very dangerous thing. Curiously, his comments come just days after his wife, former First Lady uh, Melania Trump, launched her first NFT, a cryptographic token that represents ownership of digital artwork. Melania's NFT on the Solana blockchain and can only currently be purchased with sole cryptocurrency. Fox Business host uh, Maria Bartiromo uh, asked the former president about his wife's NFT initiative, to which he responded, she's going to do great. She's got a great imagination. I can't even. How do you? How do you? What's? Do you have? Do you have a? Never mind. He was, <laughs> is, he, is he even aware of what's going on? <laughs> he no. was then asked for his broader viewpoint on cryptocurrency. "Quote: I never loved it because I have the dollar." Trump replied, "I was never a big fan, but it's building up bigger and bigger, and nobody's doing anything about it. I want our currency called the dollar. I I don't want any of the." any of these others and that could even uh, and that could be an explosion someday the likes of which we've never seen trump continued referring to the rise of cryptocurrency it'll make the big tech explosion look like baby stuff i think it's a very dangerous thing trump first shared his views on cryptocurrency while president in july 2019 tweeting i'm not a fan of bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies which are not money and whose value is highly volatile and based on thin air Unregulated crypto assets can facilitate unlawful behavior, including drug trade and other illegal activities. Earlier this year, former White House Communications Director Anthony Scaramucci told Decrypt that he believed that Trump did not personally write that tweet. Scaramucci suggests that the tweet was likely crafted for Trump by advisors who believe that he should take a stance on Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. That tweet is no longer online following Trump's ban from the social media platform in January. However, Trump has renewed his criticism on Bitcoin in 2021. In June, he told Fox Business uh, host uh, Stuart Varney, Varney, Varney that uh, that the leading cryptocurrency just seems like a scam. Yep, we'll leave it at that. There's a little bit more, but uh, we get the point. Trump doesn't like crypto. It's not the dollar, even though there is a crypto called the dollar. Oh, there's a very interesting article by Stacey Elliott. Bigger gains than Bitcoin. Top performing crypto assets of 2021. Crypto assets started this start of the year with a rally, slumped over the summer, rallied again in autumn, and are currently in a rut heading into the end of 2021. Top two coins in the market by cap, of course, Bitcoin and Ethereum, hit all time highs in 2021 and are ending the year up 67% and 450%, respectively, barring a giant crash in the final week of the year which December is known for as a sidebar. But being on top doesn't leave a lot of room for posting the biggest gains over the course of the whole year. BTC and ETH were not the year's biggest crypto market winners. To measure the top performing assets, Decrypt analyzed data from CoinGecko and Yahoo Finance. Where possible, we limited our choices to assets that existed at the start of the year. Decrypt did make exceptions for companies that had their initial public offering like Coinbase, because many of the ones at the top of CoinGecko's rankings didn't exist before 2021. 
this listicle is not investment advice. <laughs> Decrypt isn't suggesting our readers buy these assets, but their gains in 2021 sure were interesting. So here we go. How much? For DeFi category on this list, we use market cap because the metric helps capture how many people hold the tokens as well as their price. In the STFs market, cap has an increase of 48,633%, up from 12.3 million at the start of January to 6 billion as of December 15th. SDF ETH is the leader is the Lido perform uh, platform's one-to-one -one native token for stake Ether. It allows users to stake their ETH without technically locking it. The tokens are minted when users deposit their ETH and uh, burn when they're redeemed. Lido platform's staking protocol are managed by the Lido DAO. Coin Solana. Uh, Solana's Sol, or how much? Sol's price has increased 9588% up from $1.84 at the start of January to $178.26 on December 15th. Sol is a native token of the Solana network. It can be used to pay for transaction fees and staking. Solana network itself uses proof of history to validate transactions and the growth of not just Sol's price, but development on the Solana e uh, ecosystem is why Solana in Decrypts is Decrypts coin of the year. Meme coins, Shiba Inu or Shib. Sheeb's price has gone up 42.3 million percent from its, I'm not going to read this number, point something something eight at the start of January to point something 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 3388 as of December 15th. But I already told you what its rise was, so you pretty much know it. Sheeb is the ERC token on the Ethereum network. was founded August in 2020. It was created as a parody of Doge but it has resoundingly surpassed the thing it was parodying to become the top meme coin, or at least as far as 2021 performance goes, but it's certainly not worth as much as Doge is right now. Well, even in market cap. Publicly traded crypto company MicroStrategy. MicroStrategy has risen 41% from 425.22 the start of January to 598.59 as of September 15th. MicroStrategy is a Bitcoin bull, uh, pardon me, Bitcoin bull Michael Saylor's business intelligence and software company. Didn't start out as a crypto company, as you might argue, it is still a crypto company, but its stock is primarily a Bitcoin play these days. The company's treasury now includes 122,478 Bitcoin as of its investor in day, on the day of December 16th, and a corporate website with a dedicated Bitcoin section that uses its share. Uh, its corporate playbook as the world's first cryptocurrency. Now, let's see here if I got a lot. That's not much more here. So, <clears throat> publicly traded crypto exposed company, NVIDIA. NVIDIA's price has risen 141% from $131.04 the start of January to $304.59 as of the middle of December. I think we all know what NVIDIA is. It's a graphics card company. And a publicly traded crypto miner, Marathon Digital Holdings, or MARA, has risen 252% from $11.01 to $38.73 as the middle of, of December. Marathon is a Bitcoin mining company with headquarters in Las Vegas with a 3.32 exahash per second facility in Montana. That's exahash or 3320 3, terahash. <laughs> no, pardon me. 
3.3 million terahash. My bad. Uh, the company was founded in 2010 as a parent company of Australian software maker Unilock. So, yeah, they're mining. Way more than I can possibly even imagine. And that's it. These are the awards or recognitions from uh, uh, Decrypt. Decrypt.co. Perfect. All right, let's head on to the next one. Written by Matthew DeSalvo. Justin's son to fly to space on Jeff Bezos, Bezos, Bezos' Blue Origin rocket next year. And there it is. Tron founder Justin Sun today announced that he will fly to space via Jeff Bezos' Blue Origin company next year. Sun, who founded blockchain platform Tron, but earlier this month stepped down as its CEO, said on Twitter that he will invite five people to join them on the flight to space. The tech entrepreneur said that he was the anonymous bidder who paid $28 million in the auction for the seat to join Bezos on Blue Origin's first crew mission in July. Hmm... Just, okay, okay. Uh, but Sun added that <clears throat> he missed the launch and now he will travel with five other warriors to space next year. And there's a tweet from Justin Sun. Quote, I won the auction six months ago but missed the launch. However, this did not stop my love for space, he wrote on Twitter. So I'm very excited to announce this, new, uh, this news and turn this opportunity into a voyage with five other warriors to space with me because I believe that space belongs to everyone. Going to space has been a dream of mine since my childhood, and it's also the future direction of humankind, he added. Sun said that he will announce who will be joining him in the coming months. The five people may include a member of the Tron DAO community, long-term holders of crypto, as well as other fashion, technology, and entrepreneur bigwigs. Tron is a blockchain project designed for entertainment and content creation. Its native token, TRX, is the 25th biggest cryptocurrency by market cap. Suborbital Space Flight Services company Blue Origin is one of Amazon's founder Bezos' companies. In July, Bezos, the second richest man in the world, made a short journey to space on Blue Origin rocket. Mm, mm, mm. Yes, it's that phallic-shaped uh, rocket. <clears throat> yeah, I, do. I, I didn't want to say that, but yeah, that's exactly that's exactly it. Slightly phallic. Yeah, why, I wonder why. Uh, hmm. Yeah, in any case. Continuing on with the news, Andrew Hayward writes, Board 8 Yacht Club NFT flipped CryptoPunk's floor price in Ethereum because only rich people can afford these things. Mm-hmm. The first time, the cheapest available or floor price Board 8 Yacht Club NFT now costs more than the lowest price CryptoPunk's NFT on the market, an event that underscores a shift in sentiment when it comes to the two leading profile pictures projects on Ethereum. At 10 a.m. Eastern on Wednesday, the lowest priced CryptoPunk listed for sale on creator Larva Labs' own marketplace was priced at 52.69 ETH, or just over $210,000. At the same time, the cheapest available Board Ape Yacht Club NFT on leading NFT marketplace OpenSea was 53.9 ETH, or about $217,000. It's a flip that some might have thought impossible only months ago. I mean, only months ago, we didn't even know what these things were. As the upstart Bored Apes, which launched in April, were trailing well behind the long-established CryptoPunks, which were minted back in 2017. CryptoPunks prices surged in late summer, with the floor price topping 100 grand for the first time in early August. By the end of the month, floor was was above 100 ETH, about $340,000 then, following the project's best single day of secondary trading volume, or $143.5 million on August 28th. 
and major news such as Visa buying a CryptoPunk. At the time, Board Ape Yacht Club floor price was less than half that of CryptoPunks, but over the last few months, Board Ape Yacht Club, pardon me, Board Apes have caught fire. Oh, that sounds terrible. Uh, thanks to a number of <laughs> splashy events, including a launch of the related Mutant Ape Yacht Club series, given free to existing, existing Board Ape uh, holders, plus a star-studded exclusive concert in New York City in November, because, hey, you gave us a lot of money. Celebrities have increasingly flocked to the Board Ape Yacht Club because it's, hey, it's a yacht club, right? As well as Jimmy Fallon, Stephen Curry, Post Malone, among uh, the well-known buyers in recent months. And since Yuga Labs lets Board Ape owners commercialize their NFT images, ape holders are being tapped for initiatives such as virtual bands backed by Timbaland and Universal Music. Board Ape Yacht Club will also develop a play-to-earn crypto game in partnership with Animoca Brands and plans to uh, launch an Ethereum token in Q1 of 2022, which basically means January, or sometime between January and March. It launched an official partnership with apparel brands Adidas as well. By contrast, the CryptoPunch creators have not actively engaged their community as of late, and the rules for who can commercialize the NFTs is still unclear. Some holders have complained about the lack of communication from larger labs, particularly in contrast to the Board Ape approach in which members Membership offers a growing number of tangible benefits. Earlier this month, one well-known owner sold all of his crypto points, notably 4156 and more that uh, for more than $10.25 million worth of ETH, speaking uh, as his pseudonymous namesake, Punk4156. And the owner told Decrypt that he had become frustrated over Larger's unclear commercialization guidance, plus the team's aggressive copyright actions against derivative projects. Um, while board apes have steadily risen in value in recent weeks, CryptoPunk's floor has steadily sunk. It was set down to 68 ETH, about 271,000 on December 10th, and has fallen significantly over the last week. Plus, while the board ape yacht club floor price has risen slightly from 52 since then, CryptoPunks are still considered the OG of Ethereum NFT profiles. Actually, that's not true because CryptoKitties were way before CryptoPunks, but whatever. Uh, they've sold for much higher sums than the Board Ape Yacht Club. The typical crypt, typical, the top CryptoPunk sale was 11.8 million from back in June. With the top Board Ape Yacht Club NFT for it sold for 3.4 million back in October. All told, CryptoPunks have generated more than 1.8 billion in secondary market volume since June 2017. Meanwhile, core uh, Board Ape Yacht Club collection has yielded only about 900 million in the secondary trading volume since April with the entire franchise, including Board Ape Kennel Club and Mutant Ape Drops, boosting that sum to merely $1.5 billion per crypto slam. So really, it's not technically competing. On the high end, the punks still reign uh, supreme amid growing discontent from holders and declining entry-level prices, and rival Board Ape Yacht Club, with its larger focus on perks and, and privileges, could be chipping away at CryptoPunk's legendary status that's barely four years old. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's, it's a uh, club I don't understand, nor do I think I will ever belong to it. Hmm. All right. Next news article written by Scott Jablina. Decrypt's coin of the year, Solana. It's been a wild year in crypto. The surge in popularity of the NFT, the maturing DeFi landscape, and the all-time highs for Bitcoin, Ethereum, and other cryptocurrencies dominated headlines and captured a great deal of attention in 2021. Yet, one project managed to wade through the noise and emerge as our pick for coin of the year, Solana, 
The title is based on a combination of price performance and ecosystem growth, and this post is not investment advice. Decrypt is not suggesting anyone to buy Sol. After all, in the crypto market, things can go south very quickly. So could tank yep. in 2022. We're simply saying that no crypto project had a year like Solana had. Um, okay, yeah. Solana, which only just launched in March 20, 2020, is a decentralized blockchain network that is technically still in beta. It's billed as a more scalable, faster, and cheaper alternative to Ethereum, which remains the leading network for all things Web3. The Solana network is fueled by its eponymous native cryptocurrency, Sol, which has taken the crypto industry by storm in the last 12 months. Sol began the year at a modest price of $1.52 and has since surged by a stunning 11,150%. One year ago, in fact, even uh, ast astuate, astuate, astute. 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 oh, astute. astute, astute crypto observers could have been forgiven for not knowing what Solana was at all. At the beginning of 2021, Solana was virtually unknown to the wider crypto slash blockchain community. The prevailing opinion at that time was that it would be nearly impossible to break Ethereum's network effect and developer moat. Matthew Graham, CEO of Sino Global Capital and Solana Investor, told Decrypt. And while Solana hasn't yet proved that it can break Ethereum's network effect and become top dog in the smart contract blockchain space, it's come a long way to demonstrating that it's a force that deserves to be taken seriously. An increasing number of people are recognizing this and realizing that Solana is the only platform that, that they want to commit to building for years to come. Kyle Samani, managing partner and multi-coin capital, which led Solana's $20 billion seed round in 2019, told Decrypt. Cool. We'll leave it at that. Now we know. Solana. Yeah. That's a, that's a very long article. It's 10 minutes, so. Coin of the year. This article, uh, Scott Cipollino. Crypto.com joins FTX. Oh, boy, this is great. For buying Super Bowl ad because they have to pull their money because Super Bowl ads are so expensive. Scott Cipollino is writing. Good luck escaping crypto on February 13th when you're watching a Super Bowl 56. Crypto.com has bought a Super Bowl ad, which you will absolutely probably see in the first few minutes of the, of the game. I wouldn't be surprised if it shows up at the beginning, <clears throat> like before the game starts. The cost of an ad this year's game is reported $6.5 for 30 seconds. That is an impressive amount of money for 30 seconds. It's just the latest move in exchange's sports sponsorship push. Last month, Crypto.com paid a reported $700 million, which means they can easily afford more than 30 seconds of a commercial. The naming rights, the Staples Center, home of the NBA's Los Angeles Lakers. Earlier this year, they call it the Staples Center, and it's technically the Crypto.com Center. <laughs> Earlier this year, the exchange also became a sponsor for Italy's most prestigious cop soccer cup, a tournament final, the Coppa Italia final. Part of the agreement, an NFT collection was created to mark the occasion. Crypto.com's CEO Chris Marzalek told uh, the Wall Street Journal that the company's top brass wanted the exchange to become one of the world's top 20 consumer brands in the next three to five years. Uh, they're definitely on their way there. Placing it in the company's company of sports and tech giants like Nike and Apple. Going into different sports just allows me to reach everybody where they are, Marzalek said. Super Bowl is just one more step into that, where it's as it's as mass as you get. Okay, As mass as you get. Okay, I've never heard that phrase before. Marzalek's goal of becoming a top consumer 
brand sounds a lot like FTX CEO Sam Brinkman, Bankman Freed's Decrypt Founder of the Year said about his company's own sports deal push. We're really coming from beyond, uh, pardon, behind a on name recognition. Coming from behind on name recognition. There's supposed to be a comment there. Bankman Freed said on in November at Decrypt and Yahoo Live event, when someone's looking to get involved in crypto for the first time, we found that they haven't really heard of FTX. FTX has been spreading uh, party spending to change that and bought a Super Bowl ad of its own in October. In April, FTX launched a huge deal with NBA's Miami Heat becoming the franchise official and exclusive crypto partner. The deal saw a Heat home, Heat's home sta stadium known for the last 22 years as American Airlines Arena become the FTX Arena. FTX US also recently landed deals with the Golden State Warriors, the Washington Wizards and Capitals, and even MLB Empire Sports, the crypto exchange logo on their uniforms because branding is everything. Who cares what your product actually is? Elsewhere in the NBA, Coinbase has etched out some territory for itself. In October, the newly public exchange inked a sponsorship deal that saw it become the NBA's and WNBA's official cryptocurrency partner just this month. Coinbase also landed a deal with NBA star and Brooklyn net Kevin Durant. Surely Crypto.com and FTX won't be the only crypto ad supporting Super Bowl 56. Will Coinbase be the next to buy a spot? Said so marketing is everything. I think um, yep. the two Satoshis are... Uh, a line from the first Zoolander movie where uh, Maury Ballstein says, we got to so hot he could take a crap and uh, wrap it in tinfoil, put a couple of fish hooks on it and sell the zinger rings. Hmm. I think uh, Coinbase is already well branded with the masses, in my opinion. Uh, Crypto.com. Well, if you're into coin, if you're into crypto, yes. If you're not into crypto, I'm not sure, though, sir, that they're everyone knows who they are mm, i i would I, i'm gonna comfortably say that yes because like the average person at my work that um is getting into crypto the first thing that they have is is coinbase i don't you know i'm always curious so what do you oh you're into crypto it's like yeah i just got into it so what are you using i'm using coinbase every single one of them says coinbase there hasn't okay. been, I, 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 go ahead yeah, and, yeah. And Alyssa got into it that way too right Alyssa, go ahead sorry Alyssa, go ahead <laughs> oh no i i said last night on my podcast coinbase was the first thing that that i worked with so yeah i agree with that statement that coinbase is pretty well known to the person that is not in crypto well i mean i use coinbase because it's the easiest way to get back to fiat and has been for quite some time i know you could use gemini gemini is definitely not going to spend billions to get know people on board and then there's BlockFi, but BlockFi i wouldn't think BlockFi is more of an investment place than than it is a place for you know cashing out i still don't think of coin as coinbase as being a place for trading though there's way better places for trading they're much much cheaper well yeah um, and, yeah and, but we're not we're not really getting into that into details like that we're just like what what's a better branding crypto.com ftx or coinbase when it comes to the masses i think obviously the buying of the name crypto.com was crypto's crypto.com's purpose you know they're like hey we're the de facto de facto here even though coinbase is well known but that's because coinbase has been around for a long time uh, much longer than crypto.com and, and ftx but you know they're they're 
to put it in perspective, um, in 2017, I think, you know, 2017, 2018, Samsung, which almost everyone who knows Samsung knows them for their phones, um, spent $14 billion on marketing alone. Mm-hmm. That's more money than all these companies spend on marketing altogether, period. And they spent it on just marketing and just one company mm-hmm. worldwide. And that's why, other than Apple, Samsung is almost a de facto when it comes to Android phones. People know other other companies, but most people think when they think Android, they think Samsung. And that was on purpose. Yep. So, yep. You're right. You're right. I mean, not to say they make bad phones. They don't. But they make pretty good phones. But it, you spend that much money, you're going to get noticed. Yeah. Yep. So same thing Crypto.com is trying to do. But you're right. Crypto Coinbase is what everybody seems to know. And so I'm sure that Crypto.com and FTX would like to be those in those positions where it's like, well, you either use Coinbase or you use Crypto.com or you use FTX. So. All right. Um, next news article. Shiba. 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 Written by Scott Chiplina. Shiba. Shiba Inu surges 16% following Wales $136 million SHIB buy. A crypto well a bought. Buy. Huh? I like big buys. Oh, wait. Sorry. <laughs> A crypto well bought $136 million worth of Shiba Inu, sending the Doge-themed meme coin soaring by over 16% in just a single day. According to the Whale Stats website, which tracks big-value crypto purchases, the crypto well purchased approximately $4 trillion SHIB token with a value of about $136 million at the time. Wow. SHIB opened the day with the price of 0.0003238 and at the time of writing is valued at 0.0003765, up 16% on the day. Following their big buy, the unnamed crypto whale's portfolio is now 25% SHIB. Elsewhere in their portfolio, the whale has purchased $88 million worth of Decentraland, MANA tokens, and $42 million worth of Tether stablecoin. Hmm. Sounds like my boss. MANA. Still took a change. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like. But it's not my boss, by the way. I, I doubt that he has this kind of money. Uh, yeah, he probably wouldn't be talking to me. Saying, hey, look at my, look at, look at, I'm learning how to buy mana. Like, that, that was one of his purchases. I was like, that's cool. I'm happy for you to get in, get into crypto. I, you know, you know, see how far down the rabbit hole you can go. And he just got into, side tangent, he just started getting into smart contracts. Like, this is something new. I'm looking at this guy, I'm like, man, he's he's ready to retire. Like, literally, like, to retire from work. I think next year he's retiring. And he just learned how to get into crypto using Coinbase. And then he started using Exchange. And now he's... Uh, using a DEX, and now he's using smart contracts, and now he's staking. It's like, dude, you learned all this stuff by yourself. It's like, yeah, like, yeah. So what, what's a great place. What's what? Yeah, exactly. What's what's influencing you to do that? It's like I'm just trying to make some money. Like, all right, bro. Okay, okay. That's, that's the, the gossip is that you can become the next billionaire if you just trade crypto. Yeah, yeah. Like, but you're already retired, man. Aren't you gonna get your pension and stuff, dude? Just relax. You got it. You've already done it, man. You got money. <laughs> it's like no, I need more. I need more. <laughs> All right. You never have enough. Even if you were a trillionaire, you still wouldn't have enough. Today's price. Oh, yeah. I actually let's just leave it at that. We already know. Shib. All right. He bought it. It's my boss right there. He, yeah. he made he made Shib, Shib, Shib a, he made Shib a surge by sixteen percent by buying the Shib. All right, congratulations to all the Shibs out there. What do you yep, call what do you, Shib. what do you call them? Shibs couple or million, couple million Shib out there. Shib is you know, it's easy to own a million Shib and have some value 
Do you, do you call the the community Shibites or what are they called? I have no idea. All right. Well, congratulations. Continuing on with Tim Hakey's next article, China, 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 no, China. China's state-run Xinhua media agency to issue NFTs because, as you all know, China hates crypto. So, of course, they get into NFTs. (laughs) China's official state-run press agency, Xinhua, has announced today that it plans to issue a series of NFTs for free on Christmas Eve. 12 p.m. UTC via its news app. According to official announcement, Xinhua's NFT drop will comprise 11 different collections of photojournalism numbered to 10,000 copies each, one special edition collection, each recording many precious historical moments of 2021 that are, of course, important to China. Historic moments celebrated in the new collection include the Chinese Communist Party's uh, sanitary Celebration in Tiananmen Square, which nothing happened there. Remember, nothing happened there. And the nation's milestone having administrated 2.7 billion vaccine doses. Xinhua uh, tapped the country's government-authorized ZX chain, the blockchain of domestic social media giant Tencent, to mint the collectibles because crypto mining is illegal. Today's news seem, uh, might seem a contradiction given the Chinese government's official stance on cryptocurrency. This year, Chinese officials Pardon me, authorities have cracked down on crypto businesses in the country, sending shockwaves to global markets. Bitcoin prices crashed hard back in May when three of the country's leading payment firms reiterated their support for the central bank's 2017 ban on cryptocurrency transactions. By midsummer, Chinese authorities had begun shuttering mining operations within the country's borders, cutting power on at least 26 mining farms in the Sichuan, Sichuan province alone. Authorities in uh, Xinjiang also issued shutdown orders and local mining operations for for them, rather. Since then, Chinese crypto miners have relocated abroad, while the U.S. has become the world's largest Bitcoin market, while Bitcoin mining hash rate has recovered from its summer slump. Despite the Chinese government's negative stance on crypto, the country's investors have poured money into the emerging metaverse, a drive to create shared virtual worlds that expe- that's expected to un- to be the underpinned by crypto and NFTs. So China doesn't dislike NFTs apparently. I, I, even I'm though confused. it doesn't like mining. Yeah. I don't I there might be a strategy in there, but not really sure what it is. Hmm. All right then. China, you do you. All right, next news written by Scott Cipollina. Criminal gang member jailed after laundering $2.6 million for Bitcoin ATM fraudsters. A criminal who laundered 2 million euros uh, for... Is that euros or pounds? That's pounds. 2 million isn't it? pounds. Pounds, it's yeah. 2 million pounds. Pounds. Whoops. Oops. What is that? Oh. For a group that defrauded victims using cryptocurrency ATMs has been jailed. Uh, Basli Raimars... 22 was jailed for five years, nine months after being convicted of money laundering. Raimars was arrested in January 2020 after he was caught driving a $130,000 uh, pound, 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 yeah, pound Bentley, Bentley Bentiaga through the port of Dover with uh, 6,500 6, euros in cash in the bag. 
He was found to have laundered $2.6 million between September 2018 and January 2020 on behalf of criminal associates who used a network of cryptocurrency ATMs as part of a fraud scheme. The group's scam involved uh, involved convincing victims that they own money in British... Uh, in two, Victims that they owed money to British authorities, then directing them to pay the funds using crypto ATMs. The funds were then appropriated by the group. No evidence was found that Ryan Mars was personally involved in these frauds, but investigations shows that the extent of his involvement in the group, which laundered the criminal money. Kent police said in a press release. Bleh. Rise Mars was also found to be linked to Wetso LTD, a UK registered entity that failed to register for VAT. And that also paid no corporation tax on its funds. Is this his image? That is his image, huh? That, there it is. That's what he looks like. The fraudster. That's all the money right there. Look at that. And the cell phone. The bag, you, yeah. oh, you always, is that the cell phone? What is that? That's a brick. No, what is that? I don't know what that is. That's something. I think there's something on the table. Rizemar's hefty wad of cash on the day of his arrest was not the only time he was caught with ill-gotten wealth. In March 2019, he was caught with 10,500 pounds in cash at Luton Airport, one of London's lar large airports. In October 2019, 38,000 pounds and 13,600 euros was found in Rizemar's car after he was stopped for speeding. This guy knows how to make money. Hey, man, you, you want to be my friend? He needs to stop carrying around in his car. That's all he needs to do. Yeah, man. Let's be don't, friends, dude. I'll let me car, carry dude. it, dude. I'll carry it. They're looking at you, bro. <laughs> let, I'll carry it. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I just don't understand why he's doing it in cash. He should be keeping it in coins so he doesn't right. have to carry it with him. Put it in SHIB. All right. Following his arrest in Dover, law enforcement found yet another 5,400 pounds and 8,200 euros in his a Watford home. He was charged with money laundering offenses, but uh, abs, 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 what? Absconded. Absconded after being released on bail before being tracked down in Bologna, Bologna, <laughs> <Bologna>, Italy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this guy—he's—he's—he's he's, he's one of those smart, stupid guys. Smart, stupid criminals. Yep, yep. This guy knows how to make money, but he's stupid for carrying all this he cash. He knows around. how to take money. I wouldn't say he knows how to make it. He knows oh, okay. how to take it. He knows okay. how to steal it from people. And he's just going and just transferring. Like, dude, you need to put the money into crypto. And not move it with you. Take it, you know. It just—it doesn't make any sense. So it sounds like you're—you you, you, are you trying to? Never mind. No. I, I know. I I can identify with with anything. It's 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 the sense of the thing. Obviously, cryptos uh, criminals are idiots, or else they wouldn't, <laughs> or else we wouldn't know about them. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. It's a good story, though. I did like it. Go ahead. Continuing on with Andrew Asmikov's Terra's Luna, it's all-time high. As Cosmos coins post double-digit gains, which we technically already saw. I don't really think I need to talk about this entirely. We kind of covered the generality of it in the um, top 10. But this is really just talking about the numbers. And, um, okay. I mean, it's not really even talking about the why. It's just talking about what the numbers are. Right. So, Take the next one, then. How about that? Continuing on with a convicted terrorist jailed in the UK for dark web Bitcoin trading. Ooh. Oh, no. Sounds like Silk Road to me. Scott Chipolina writes, convicted terrorist Karam Iqbal, a 29-year-old British national, has been jailed for 16 months after trading cryptocurrency on the dark web. How can he even do it? It's dark for the mm. BBC. Anyways, so this is not the first time Iqbal 
has faced jail time. In 2014, he was jailed again, previously, actually, for disseminating terrorist publications and possessing terrorist information, including Al-Qaeda's Inspire. Does that, does that sound wrong that Al-Qaeda has a magazine called Inspire? <laughs> uh, Anyways. Yeah. At the time, he was jailed for three years and three months and was released on license in May 2015, but returned to jail a year later. It's not that smart. Not that smart. Faced arrest a second time for breaching a 10-year notification order whereby he failed to tell police about two cryptocurrency accounts that he controlled. Doesn't have to say anything. Just don't just don't mention it. Oh wait, um, I guess they found out anyways. He pleaded guilty to four breaches between the months of July and August 2019. Between November 10th, 2017, to March 20th, 2021, he followed made 392 transactions with nearly not well, doesn't sound that much money, 12,000 pounds or $16,000 worth of deposited funds. January 2020, Paul uh, made three Bitcoin transactions on the dark website that was used for selling stolen credit card credentials. The court held that Paul's crypto trading was done via an account at crypto exchange Coin, uh, Coinbase. Coinbase reported issues a reportedly issued a suspicious activity report because all crypto isn't suspicious already. I don't know. <clears throat> Iqbal told report uh, told police that he did in fact trade cryptocurrencies, but denied using the dark web. The confiscated mobile phone showed applications that enabled access to the dark web. Hmm. Interesting. Why did he show them that information? He doesn't have to. The nature of cryptocurrency is not is it not traceable? So the reality is, in, was he positioned to operate two email addresses and two cryptocurrency accounts beneath the radar of police? Reportedly said. Uh, prosecutor Paul Jarvis. Of course, cryptocurrencies are traceable, as the story demonstrates, privacy coins aside. Traditional cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin are synonymous. While uh, wallet addresses and are anonymous, transactions between wallets are publicly visible on the blockchain. Indeed, several firms, such as Chainalysis, have built their businesses on linking wallet addresses to criminals and tracing their crypto transactions. Earlier this year, former CIA director Michael Morell argued that blockchain technology is a powerful but underutilized forensic tool for governments to identify illicit activity and bring criminals to justice. The UK's Financial Conduct Authority, or FCA, meanwhile, last month investigated a $670,000 to uh, train staff on money laundering and terrorist financing risks presented with the crypto industry. I was going to say that uh, a lot of people I've talked to uh, when I met, bring up Bitcoin, they're like, "Ooh, that's that dangerous thing. You shouldn't use Bitcoin." I'm like, "People, people uh, can, can uh, force you to, you know, pay ransoms in Bitcoin." I'm thinking, "Yes, but criminals don't like Bitcoin." And they're like, "But why do they use crypto?" I said, "Because you can't send it back. That's why." But so once it's out, you can't get it back. There's no way to get it back. Um, and they liquidate pretty quickly. Well, they do. And th the point I'm trying to make is they don't keep it in Bitcoin. They transfer it to several different, um, you know, large funds. So it gets disseminated and you can't, mm -hmm. you can't trace it as easily. Mm -hmm. But um, <clears throat> the, the reason for this is that it's traceable. That's why criminals don't technically like Bitcoin. They like it because you can't get it back. That's the reason they like it. It's, mm -hmm. it's easy to transfer it in the world and you can't get it back. But they don't like keeping it there because people can see where the money is going. Right. Um, so as soon as they possibly can, they'll disseminate the, the coin through, you know, as much AML or ML as they can do. And then 
get it out in their local currency or whatever currency they prefer that might not be as easily traced. So see, that's why that's why you should really trust a centralized blockchain because with a centralized blockchain, what they can do, they can see that this that this coin is going to a, a terrorist organization. So before they even move the funds, they can freeze those assets and then burn them. So the terrorists do not have access to those crypto funds. Yeah, trust the crypto. I guess in that, I guess in that sense, but I mean, yeah, it's nefarious things are going to happen. Always going to happen. Always. Even with fiat. Like I guess I used to use the analogy, um, it, it is the power company at fault for a person using a power drill to kill someone. No, in the law that's not true. The electricity that's used and the power drill. It's not the manufacturer of the power drill is not responsible for that person's actions. The person who did it with regardless what tool they used, they're the ones at fault, not the coin. So the fact that people are like, oh, Bitcoin, that's evil. No, Bitcoin's not evil. The person who did those neg negative things, that person's evil, not the coin. What kind of movies have you been watching with the power drill? What the heck? I it's a really old movie. It was actually an analogy from a really old movie. That yeah, movie, I so. figured. I figured. I, yeah. Let's just keep it at that. <clears throat> All right. Next news written by Andrew Asmakov. Kraken Exchange grows its crypto staking business with staked acquisition. Kraken, a major American crypto exchange, has announced the acquisition of Staked, a non-custodial staking platform that enables investors to compound their holdings and digital assets issued on proof-of-stake blockchains. Dude, they're going to get hit so hard by the SEC with this. Trust me, I already know it. The terms of the deal are not publicly disclosed. However, according to Kraken, it is one of the largest deals in the history of crypto. This acquisition perfectly complements our existing custodial staking offering, enabling all of our clients to earn rewards on their crypto while retaining complete control over their digital assets, Kraken said in a statement. <clears throat> Staking refers to the process of earning passive income on cryptocurrencies based on the proof-of-stake consensus mechanism. It involves users pledging their own crypto assets to the network to help uh, validate transactions and make it more secure. And there's a tweet from Kraken. Uh, in return, users get rewards most, of, uh, most often in the cryptocurrency they stake with average yield rates varying depending on the network. Data from staking rewards shows that most popular crypto assets for staking currently include Solana, Ethereum 2.0, Cardano, Terra, Avalanche, Polkadot, Binance Coin, Algorand, and Polygon. A key feature of Kraken's latest acquisition is that Staked offers non-custodial access to cryptocurrencies, meaning that users are in full control of their private keys. According to Kraken, the exchange respects and supports its clients' rights to retain custody over their crypto, even though this sometimes comes with trade-offs related to security. I'm confused because how are they going to crack it? I got so many questions. Continue <laughs> <clears throat> With the acquisition of our clients, our, our clients now have more options on how they choose to manage their funds when staking with Kraken out of the firm. I, it, it doesn't make sense. Uh, which uh, earlier this year celebrated its 10th anniversary. Really? Wow. Congratulations. Has a yeah, long, been around a long time. Yeah. Jeez. <clears throat> Has that already been 10 years? Jeez. No wonder I feel like I'm getting old. Has a long history of acquisitions, including the purchase of Swiss-based uh, chartering and trading terminal Crypto Watch in 2017. London-based financial service services firm Crypto facilitates in tw uh, facilities in 2018 and crypto market markets data and intelligence firm CryptoFinance.ai in 2019. According to Kraken, Staked is its fifth acquisition in 2021. The San Francisco-based exchange also said that 
so far this year, its stake in business grew by around 950% to nearly $16 billion. Last week, also saw the launch of Kraken Ventures, an independent investment fund led by Kraken alumni, targeting early stage companies and protocols powering the next wave of crypto and fintech innovations. And let's see, Kraken Ventures areas of focus include financial infrastructure, Web3, decentralized finance, and consumer crypto protocols. With Block Damon, Anchorage, Missari, uh, Hashflow, Akala, and P-Stake among the firms to already receive financial backing from the fund. Hmm. Well, it sounds like Kraken's doing a lot of things. My questions are, did you have questions, Jake? My question is, how many people in this, ch- in this uh, podcast right now were teenagers when crypto started? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> My question, oh, actually, go ahead. Go ahead, Lisa. I I think that would be me that I was a teenager when crypto started. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <clears throat> that makes sense. Been around, been around for what since two thousand eight? Technically, two thousand nine was officially start. Mm. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was yeah. twelve, thirteen, thirteen years. I I I was a freshman in high school in two thousand nine. No, this is two thousand eleven, right? No, yeah, two thousand eleven. I mean, the official announcement of the con- concept of crypto was in 2008. Right. It just didn't get started until oh, oh, later. Oh, oh, so. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Okay. My question to uh, in regards to this is that exchanges, especially in the U.S., are required by SSC regulations to, make, uh, to provide AML and KYCs on their customers in all transactions provided to, um, I guess, the, the, the tax authorities, right? They have to. They have to uh, submit all that information. So they're yep. saying, "Hey, it's non-custodial." It, I, I guess they're not saying it's private. I guess that's what I was thinking. Um, yeah, do what you want with your crypto. Apparently, on their on their platform, but uh, yeah, it does absolve them. They're not. They're basically trying to absolve themselves of the problem that Binance is running into. Hey, did, like, look, if, it just, if this, we're not this, holding any of this stuff, then then we don't have to, you know, uh, police it. Mm-hmm. So just this little this little. Um, comment here just kind of made me think that uh, they're kind of cleaning their hands with it. Kraken, a major crypto exchange, has announced the acquisition of stake, a non-custodial staking platform that enables investors to compound their their holdings and digital assets issued on proof-of-stake blockchains. Yep. In a sense, it would be you're the facility, but you're not making it be that way. And that's actually, to me, a good idea because it's like the, the U.S. government says if you're the one paying the interest then you're the one holding the securities but if you're not holding the securities then you don't technically have any interest in it not just you know paid out interest but interest in the actual funds so like the way that securities work is that you're you're sitting you know hundreds of thousands if not millions of people are sticking their funds in a centralized exchange or bank and then that bank is is you know lending out that money to other entities and then of course they're making money off of it. and that's the reason the government's like well you owe us because you know you're making money but if their exchange is just like we just facilitate the action of one person lending to another person directly then they don't actually hold stake in it you know at the same time the the, the argument the government would be saying was well then why are you doing this if you're not making money and that's of course the whole point if you're making money the government wants their cut but if they're, even if they're using their platform, don't you? Aren't they still required to provide that information? Uh, 
only if they're holding the people's funds. I mean, they may be facilitating in the sense of money's going through their platform, but they're not holding any of the funds. And so to me, and maybe the government's going to say this differently, but to me, if you're not actually holding the securities, then you're not responsible for them. Okay. Well, we're going to see in the future when it comes back, because this is definitely going to come back. I, I promise you, the SEC oh, I'm sure is, going, is going to bring this up for sure. Yeah. Uh, Gary Gensler, uh, main, this is all Gary Gensler right here, 100%. Now, the, main, the main concern is that you're doing business, right? Mm-hmm. If you're doing business, like, why does Crocken even exist? If they're not making money, then why do they care? Right. Is it just altruistic? Well, if it is, then why don't they just become a nonprofit? Mm-hmm. And the government won't, won't you know, get on their case as much. But if they're not, and it's a for-profit business, they're going to say, well, you're making money and we want some of it. Mm-hmm. So the argument really comes down to, is Crocken doing it as an altruistic statement or just to avoid regulation? Which yeah. it seems like it's the latter. I guess we got to wait a little more until things are developed with this and see yeah. what they end up doing. Well, last article of the day. From Scott Cipollina, UK advertising watchdog bans Arsenal FC's irresponsible AFC token ads. They're talking about your arse. I mean, your Arsenal, excuse me. <laughs> UK Advertising Standards Authority, or the ASA, nothing, having to do, nothing to do with arses, has banned two advertisements for Arsenal FC AFC token, claiming the soccer club was misleading fans over the risks associated with cryptocurrencies. The ASA said the adverts trivialized investment in crypto assets and took advantage of consumers' inexperience or credulity and failed to illustrate the risks of the investment. This is kind of what Elizabeth Warren's on about, even though she's not in the UK, as well as not making it clear that the token was a crypto asset. In response, Arsenal's FC uh, will reportedly seek an independent review of the ASA's decision. We take our responsibilities with regard to our own fans very seriously. We carefully consider the communications to fans regarding our promotions and provided information regarding financial risks, a spokesperson for the soccer club told The Guardian, although I'm sure they call it a football club over there. According to Tim Payton, head of the Arsenal Supporters Trust, I just love saying that out loud, the club is not doing enough. He said Arsenal FC, sorry, I'm going to stop emphasizing that now, uh, should have a greater duty of care responsibility toward uh, their fans. Amid controversy, soccer fans' tokens have surged in popularity this year. Fans of the world's biggest soccer clubs have already collected, uh, collectively spent over $350 million on fan tokens. Sounds like it's a popular thing. According to the BBC, 24 clubs across Europe's biggest leagues, like the Premier League of England and the uh, LA or La Liga in Spain, have launched fan tokens. Most fan tokens are just club-specific cryptocurrencies, but other tokens like Manchester City are also selling NFTs. Socios, a company at the heart of the fan token boom, has sold 350 million pounds worth of the club coins so far. Yet despite the growth of fan tokens, plenty of soccer fans have spoken out against the intrusion of crypto into a beautiful game. Sure, beautiful game. My knowledge of the crypto crypto market is sketchy, to say the least. I'm probably a representative of a large number of run-of-the-mill football, right, soccer supporters who are not traders in the crypto market. Sue Watson, a West Ham FC fan, not trying to rhyme that there thing, ma'am, sorry, told the BBC. Some people are going to make, going to be making a lot of money out of it, but it's almost certainly going to be the average football fan on the street, Martin. Calendine, who writes about soccer, 
told the BBC, this is so confusing going back and forth between football and soccer. Why don't you just call it football? This is Anfield, an independent Liverpool FC-related news platform, published a piece in October titled, Why Liverpool FC Should Continue to Avoid Fan Tokens Socio-Partnership. It sounds like they're sociopaths. Anyways, um, it is cryptocurrency trading masquerading as fan involvement. The presence of loyal fan provides a small amount of stability, but a value will fluctuate largely based on the action of traders who aren't fans, the article read. The ASC's move comes amid a wider clampdown on crypto ads from the agency, which it considers a crucial and priority area for its oversight. Where we do find problems, we will crack down hard and fast. Sounds something fun, Miles Lockwood, Director of Complaints and Investigations at the SA, told Financial Times. Uh, it definitely sounds like the UK is a little bit more strict on how it, present, it, has, it has its ads presented to its patronage. Mm-hmm. Not that surprising, though. This is definitely something that uh, is much more common in the UK and in, in Europe in general. You know, they're the ones that came up with right to be forgotten. Yeah. <clears throat> Perfect. I think we are done. What do you think? I think we had a lot of news today. And, that was uh, a lot. I, I'm not tired of reading, per se, or talking even so. But uh, at the same time, uh, I got other stuff I to do. <laughs> yep. Sounds good. All right. Let's close it up then. Uh, let's see here. Uh, if you appreciate our content, and it sounds like you do if you've listened this far along, <laughs> uh, we appreciate your like and subscribe if you want to listen to more. And hit that notification bell if you're interested in seeing when we actually post. But we post pretty much every Wednesday and Sunday and then Thursdays for our interviews. And we also have uh, Crypto Chill and Chat on Twitter almost every single day, except when John, uh, John is uh, powering down and recharging his batteries. <laughs> in any case. Uh, uh, we also have... Where you go. Uh, we also have our Patreon, which you can subscribe to at three, five, and ten dollar amounts. There's AMAs and additional videos from interviews on that as well, so as well as some stickers that we're doing. It's a promotional thing. You can check that out with uh, Crypto Mike, Crypto Crypto Not Mike. Pardon me. Uh, you can also check us out on Discord. There's a lot going on in Discord, along with the market we recently mar- uh, launched, which has our tokens on it, and you can get those by doing work or participating in chat. The more you participate in chat, the more tokens you get. So come to participate in our Discord chat. And if you want to support the platform in other ways, you can donate via Bitcoin, Ethereum, Binance, Bat, or Raven. All the descriptions about all this information is in the description below. Below, below, below. All right, Kryptonauts. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Cryptolissa, for being on the podcast. And until next time, Stack sets and huddle. Adios.